Good morning, welcome to the Science Podcast with me, Mr Short, Mr Atkinson, morning, Paul. and Mr Young. Good morning. And we're going to start off with, it was still on, we had we cut short a little bit last time with timing, so we're kind of still on water treatment and that cold water dipping. And you've got cold water dipping, cold water swimming, which is more stressful, um, and what that, why people do it and whether it's any good for you, because the reports are it is, um, but it's not conclusive at the moment. Uh, I guess if you're cold water dipping and enjoy it, you keep going and uh, and, and enjoy it. <laughs> Maybe it's a psychological component. If you feel if it makes you feel good, then you physically become better. And histor- historically, we we kind of touched on a little bit of his history with people who've done cold water uh, dipping to help them. And one of the ones I missed off, which was on my mind, was Darwin. Okay. Yeah, Darwin, Darwin was uh, very ill for most of his life with cyclic vomit, vomiting, uh, IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, got motion sickness. So when he's on the Beagle, he's basically spent most of his time sick, yeah. which is kind of amazing considering what he achieved and what he did. Probably through a mitochondrial DNA mutation from his mum, I think. Mitochondrial DNA is inherited through your, the mother's line. So he tell this guy, Dr. Gully, who, in, who recommended water treatment at his um, retreatment center, I don't know. <laughs> and basically, he'd get douched with about 900 liters of cold water. Holy moly. Yeah, so there'd be a tank of cold water, he'd stand underneath it, and then you'd pull the valve. So he was the, the very, very first ice bucket challenge? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that he got motion sickness on the, the ship, so they just went, I'd just jump off and see. <laughs> Do some cold water dipping that way. Uh, maybe that's where it started. Now, the thing is, he did that in all weathers. So every morning he was out, 900 litres of water on his back, like in agony, coming in f- like frozen blue in the winter, because he was absolutely frozen. But at the treatment centre, he found he, he found some improvement to his um, stress and his illness. Now, was that after they stopped? <laughs> Thank goodness they're not doing that anymore. Part of the reason was that they think when he was at the, the hospital, if you like, um, he, his mind was calmed because he had nothing to do. So he actually had no, he wasn't doing any of his work, any of his research, and he wasn't looking at barnacles, which started off on the, the story of the evolution. He had, he had calmed his mind, which made me think about the stress and anxiety that we're seeing today, because the constant attention on the phones. And if you remove phones, I mean, I, I guess we could either dunk people in cold water, or we could uh, calm their minds slightly by removing the constant... Uh, I know. That's the best thing about taking the dog out for a walk. You're leaving your phone in the house. Because you just go out, you go out in the fresh air, and disappear yeah. off for an hour, an hour and a half, yeah. and there's nothing. It's just yeah. you. No music, no phones, no interruptions, nothing. And that, that's part one of the reasons suggested that he probably got better is because he wasn't constantly thinking about things and doing things. Mm. Um, and that comes into sort of um, mindfulness and calming the mind. So. But the other thing is that the the water stimulates the mammalian dive response. So splashing water on your face can actually help. Um, Splashing water on your face uh, can introduce apnea, brachycardia, peripheral constriction of the blood vessels, and all that calms you down, apparently. Mm. Mm. 
So the mammalian dive response, 1930s, they came up, um, people were talking about this, Lawrence Irving, Peter Schollander, in whale seals and dolphins, and it's breathing cessation, which slows the heart, um, and it can reduce anxiety. So anyway, I don't know. Maybe if we're looking at so much anxiety, we can look at cold water dipping, or perhaps it's maybe just the, the constant craving um, of attention. I'll, I'll say what you're also thinking. You could also go for a cycle, couldn't you? <laughs> yes. I'll ride your bike. That's <laughs> it makes, it makes you have to bring it up at some point. Because when we talk about overstraining other organs, they overstrain the heart, you increase the risk of heart attacks, you overstrain the brain. Speak your British, can we? A heart attack is going to be an insult. Overstrain. Now, the other thing that kind of we're talking about cold water dipping. The other thing that kind of I was thinking of was inflammation. Mm, it's very good for that. So, but then... I, what, is it, no, what is inflammation? So, yeah, that's what got me thinking. Why would you want to reduce the, natural, the body's natural response to a insult, if you like? Is it the swelling and the pressure? In case you swell. Yeah, so that's a good thing. You get things so... <laughs> no, as a... Yes, it's a good thing to get inflammation. Short-term well, yeah, inflammation. Yeah, so why would you want to remove that inflammation? That's kind of a, a valid question. Because um, actually you've got some treatments which involve inflammation to help treat you. Well, so stinging nettles. Roman it? times um, they use stinging nettles for... Um, osteoarthritis. Plymouth University are looking at it. And I think they found some effect in the thumb but not in the knee. The stinging nettles. Wow. So you that, sting that was the thing as well. They used to do that with like uh, the the Roman baths, etc. When you came out the the, the saunas, etc. You'd you'd hit yourself with the with both stinging nettles and virtues and the rest of that kind of point, which seems like the, the worst spa in the world. Would you like the stinging nettles? <laughs> <Would> you <laughs> interest you in hurting yourself with this? So, in terms of the nettles to induce inflammation, they had two times thirty second application. Now the dose is uncertain. You're being hit by a stinging nettle, uh, but your your inflammation in itself is due to combat infection, injury, or disease. So, why people? Why is there so much focus on reducing inflammation when it's a beneficial effect? Or is that the pain? Is that the because uh, it can't be it can't be that it stops that uh, the recovery or you you getting the, no but inflammation is for recovery it, yeah it's meant so to that, but that's recover. what I mean so by reducing it then you can't be stopping the recovery yeah, you yeah. still get that you well, still get that speaking effect. from personal experience last week when the dog's knee <laughs> basically gave me rope burn on the hand. Right. My two, two of my fingers swell up, and the first thing I wanted to do was douse them in kind of cold water to try and get that because it was agony. Yes, like, I know, I know that it was like the information means that something's happening, and your body's trying to combat what's happened. But it was painful. And yeah. putting it in the cold water, I know you're not supposed to put burns in really cold water, but it was the only thing that could stop the pain without going down the well, it, Yeah, it's, it's a friction burn rather yeah. than a, like a it still temperature burn, I suppose. But, but it's the weird thing, isn't it? Because like, um, arthritis, etc., it's not cold like water, mm -hmm. so you apply heat. Mm. Uh, so it's like deep know. heat and deep freeze. Yeah. Which one do you use? Yeah, which one do you so go deep freeze should be used so, ligaments. Deep heat should well, be used Well, you, we're obviously talking about, there's a couple of different things. So um, inflammation is the immune system. 
And when you talk about acute inflammation, that's a good thing to help you recover. You've got white blood cells, you've got blood flow, blood vessel permeability, and it helps recovery. But you've also got um, chronic inflammation. I suppose that you, which is you things should say like, apply what the difference between acute and chronic is. It's time frame. Yeah, so acute is short term and chronic is, is longer term. So you um, sort of dealing with you two have got both. <laughs> yeah. So, no, this is definitely chronic now. <laughs> chronic. <laughs> uh, and also your immune system can attack itself. So long term chronic is like IBS, arthritis. Um, and you perhaps want to reduce inflammation in those cases. Whereas acute, you probably don't. And in terms of your response, uh, you get the histamine response. Mm -hmm. So I guess that also ties into hay fever. Not that you want to dash yourself in cold water for hay fever. <laughs> but it's an unnatural response to something that's quite benign. Like Your pollen. body just doesn't like pollen. pollen. Yeah. So you want to reduce that response to pollen because actually it's not dangerous. Your body's kicking off against something that it thinks is a danger, which isn't. Um, you can see when you get stung by a stinging nettle, you can see all the wee pockets of inflammation, yeah, like yeah. the wee little hills. Yeah, so the other thing is Runner's World 2016 were looking at ice baths and inflammation, mm. and they actually found no benefit to using ice baths <laughs> for recovering. That's interesting. <coughs> General physiology, um, it might, uh, might interfere with long-term adaptation, training adaptations if you ice bath. But the conclusion was, if you're ice bathing and you like it, go ahead. And if you're not, you start if you want to. But that was really interesting because we went to uh, the, I went to the new camp uh, on holiday and went to the away changing rooms and there was like four or five ice baths. Mm. And it would be really interesting to see if actually they have any bearing on that. Well, yeah. we mentioned last week about the training, like people who do yeah. sport. Andy Murray will jump into an ice bath afterwards to recover for the next day. Mr. Fossett, you mentioned Eddie, Eddie Izzard, who yeah, did yeah, his marathons, right, yeah, yeah. He, he did yeah. like the that equivalent was, of that every yeah, time. 26, 26 marathons over 2016 mm. or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, it's kind of, so let's look at other treatments um, which are kind of odd. Why are they odd? Just because you don't like them. Water, we've, got, we've also got um, CAM. Complementary and alternative medicine. Oh, right, um, okay. So complementary is non-mainstream. Okay, we're getting into the um, stuff. Yes. Uh, so what have we got? Hold on a sec. Alternative is um, non-mainstream alone. That's oh, alternative okay. medicine. But if you've got non-mainstream medicine and conventional, it's called complementary, which makes sense. Complementary, yeah, complementing yeah. something. Alternative is just bashing yourself with nettles by yourself. <laughs> 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 what you do the weekend is short. Pull that to you. We're not judging. We're not. So, so would, you, would we include to, to listeners that we don't judge uh, is that a bit weird because again, a lot of herbal remedies have. It depends if it's, if it's complementary to something that you're taking. Yeah. It's actual medicine, or if it's just something you're taking. Okay. So let's, so let's start off with leeches. Go. Let's go a bit black adder. <laughs> 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 so again, this was uh, this was a view, isn't it, in terms of um, uh, medieval treatments, etc. That uh, about blood letting, mm -hmm. about. Uh, just letting, letting the bad stuff out. You don't feel well, so we'll get the bad blood out of you. Yeah. You wanted to say juju. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. So, so yeah, leeches are a genuine therapy that yeah. we use today for. Uh, it's called. 
Hiruki I've Terror. I've seen Stand By Me. That's, that's I'm, not gonna pr- I'm not going to pronounce this correctly. Come on, let's go. Hiruti, Is it French, though? Hiruti, Hiruti Therosol. Hiruti Hiruti. H-I-R-U-D-O. Therapy. That's definitely right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's right. <laughs> now, okay. Again. the Herudu is a genus of leeches. Mm. Oh, suspected. This is this has got special leeches. Special name. And the leeches come from Wales. <laughs> <laughs> The Welsh leeches. Everything that you've said in the last five minutes, the fact that the leeches are indigenous to Wales is the thing that you find funny. (laughs) And the the leeches have a local anaesthetic. It acts as a blood thinner, anticoagulant, and reduces swelling, apparently, which is the information, I suppose. Right, okay. So So that's the the legit element of it. Yeah, and also an antibiotic. So they're used in microsurgery, reconstructive surgery, cardiovascular surgery, Dermatology. Uh, can I have to be knocked out when they decide to bring in the leeches? <laughs> <laughs> so we can go the other way to not just have the, the equivalent of what that anticoagulants, but like what uh, it's 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 the lies, isn't it? The, 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 when it's actually drawing yeah. blood from yes. you, injects uh, the will inject the anticoagulant and must also inject. Um, some sort of weird or something because you don't, a lot of time you won't actually feel. When that's, yes. that's taking place. An anaesthetic, yeah. yeah. So, so you're unaware it's actually yeah. filling until you kind of look around and see this thing filled in your blood. This is the difference between that and a horse flag. So on a horse flag, you definitely feel it. Exactly. <laughs> and the bloodletting comes from a long time. We were talking about Romans before, and uh, bloodletting was used for headaches, gout, <laughs> bruising, and brain issues. It was basically any kind of <laughs> issue, take some blood. You know, the, the candy cane sign you see outside yes. Harvard, it's the red is yeah. for the blood. Because they used to have the barbers. Yeah. Yeah. Go get a haircut, be a bit of bloodletting. Slightly off track, but something for the weekend came from the barbers as well, didn't it? Mm. Condoms. Yeah. yeah. And something for the weekend. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't go to the barbers. Don't ask for the condoms in a barber. You just get a lollipop, that's it. <laughs> Tinner initial. It's a good thing this is not a uh, worldwide, you know, go to 50 million people for the podcast. <laughs> so, um, <coughs> next one. Let's look at, we're staying with uh, odd things. Maggots? So, oh, well, yeah, maggots is, is, is popular. And you go for maggots? That's, yeah. that, that's, that's one that's come back around again, isn't it? Because maggots are. Well, are when did it start? Battlefields, yeah. century? When, what well, years are we talking about? Oh, centuries ago. Centuries? Presumably. Are you going to say 19? Well, you're going to say First World War, yeah. Uh, after that, actually, I've got, um, as a therapy, 1931, but it might have been before that. I suppose if it's, it's deemed as like a therapy, maybe, but, you know, the... So let's talk about the battlefield to begin with then, I suppose. What, why did we need the maggots? Why, well, why they, earth would somebody say the maggots? We need the them, I think, they're probably more that they... Flies laying their eggs, etc., in the open wounds. Uh, you know, we ended up with um, festering wounds, etc., and you know, the maggots would have, would have grown. It'll be given the neck, the neck flash. Yeah, yeah. necrotic yeah. tissue. Yeah, and that's the, the, that's the we only eat do. dead flesh, don't we? Yeah. Dead, yeah. dead flesh, if it's left in your body, will just kill <coughs> more cells. So. Um, they've been using the maggots to get rid of that. Yeah, it's, it's quite, quite interesting to look at the evolution of it. Yeah. I'm just thinking if you've seen uh, Gladiator, isn't it? Yeah. Gladiator, that's the movie, that's yeah. the, the picture of Gladiator, that's uh, his friend puts 
uh, puts maggots on his wounds to, to eat the dead flesh uh, to allow him uh, to uh, the wound to clean. They will clean and seal. it. Wait and see. So I've got Dominique G. There's French. <laughs> Dominique oh, G. Had to be. Come on. Well, <laughs> Seventy. <Get> on. Uh, <laughs> 1762, and we've got another French friend, Pierre Joseph Dessault. <laughs> Why is it you start speaking English and it gets the surname it's and then the French? Because, Mr. Young, these won't be real people. Ooh, this is just made up. For it's, a, it's a frustrated <laughs> Frenchman. <laughs> Debridement came from um, this guy who attributed gangrene to the entanglement of the fascia or tendons. Mm. And we hear about fasciitis and things today with just underneath the skin and, and foam rolling and things. Um, so unbridling or debridement was cleaning out a wound so it wouldn't get infected. It does make you wonder how far that went back. If you went to the 1800s and saw it in Syria, yeah. like, when did that start? Because I mean, that would be oh, something that you'd have thought about. Well, another side, to this, yeah, another side to this is kind of how things develop, how we, have, we invent and innovate, because innovate will be building on an invention or an idea. Yeah. Uh, invention, the creation of something, is often just a starting point. Um, and I love that in um, just looking up uh, one of the hospitals, the NHS hospital, Sandwell in West Birmingham, is described as larvae therapy. Yeah. Using maggots to heal the wind you've got there, so it's readily available uh, for you now. I've seen, uh, obviously, that they're not just lifting maggots from any, any particular source. Uh, but but putting them onto the wound and leaving them there and then checking. Well, it kind of. It's one of these things that it dropped out of fashion in the sort of. Um, well, again, we're talking about the eighteen hundreds. We had mechanical wound dressing, which was kind of cleaning out the wound as best you could. But that kind of uh, the maggots bit dropped out of fashion with Joseph Lister. So Joseph Lister came in with um, antiseptics. Mm. So you wouldn't need the maggots at this point. So antiseptics kind of said, well, we'll get rid of these maggots, we'll use the chemicals, which is better. So why are we going back? Well, uh, just to start off with that bit, the, once you cleaned up the wound, you found a 43% reduction in mortality. So talk about the battlefield. Yeah, Most people dying off the battlefield. 43% yeah. reduction. Um, we're going back... Um, I don't know. But... The maggots are pretty good. They are bred specially. They're sterile. Um, they're bred too young to lay eggs, so you don't get any flies. So they won't produce any flies. They reduce um, infection. Reduce they smell. reduce wound and smell. Um, you get some irritation, and they can ap be applied in like a tea bag, I think. Or yeah, bio bag they're calling it, isn't it? Or free range. Free range. Come on, guys. <laughs> Come on. If you, do have, for you. if you do have them, you can't have a shower or we'll put yeah. pressure on the wound. <laughs> or go too near to a fire or radiator, yes. apparently, according to this. Um, I'm just thinking, going back to that question I had a bit, I wonder if the, 
<laughs> we got to the point now where you know how antibiotics and yeah. like, bacteria become resistant to antibiotics. I yeah. wonder if we're also becoming to the point where bacteria become resistant to antiseptic. Yes. I think you're right. I think you're a point here. I have made a note. We've got, we've got maggot debridement therapy (MDT) or larvae therapy. Um, but it went out of fashion with the advent of antibacterials and antiseptics. Uh, so when it's so coming back, it's coming back. Yeah. To the... I think you're probably right there. God, that's um, the first time you've ever said that. To me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's recorded. It's so recorded. Keep, keep but everybody keeps yeah. himself up in one Remember Sorry. that time I was right? I'll edit that bit out. Here's an interesting one: magnetic field therapy. Magnetic. Oh, come on. As, this is... Desperate this is, for some physics. Com- yeah, com- complementary <laughs> and alternative medicine. Uh, this uses magnetic or electric fields to treat a number of musculoskeletal problems. Studies have shown that it may work for osteoarthritis and it other pain work. conditions. Some studies have even shown that it may help fractures heal faster. Magnetic field therapy may not be safe if you're pregnant, have an implanted cardiac oh, oh, device. Where are, you, where are you reading this from? <laughs> this is from... Physics Daily. WebMD. Oh, yeah, right, OK. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I, as a physicist, I'm highly, highly <laughs> dubious of this. But the fact that it's even mentioned... So you put, you, know, you put alternative poles at either side of a fractured bone and essentially pull the bone back together? <laughs> wow. I mean, that's crazy, but That's all it yeah. says, it just gives you... It must be the iron in your blood and stuff. Oh. Well, let's... Because let's, to get that as a therapy on the NHS, we've By got... By the way, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend anyone suggest magnetic no, no. therapy. No, no, we, we are, we're just chatting here. Yeah. We're not recommending any kind of therapy for anyone, but... That sounds uh, like nonsense. NICE in the UK, National Institute for Clinical Excellence, is what we use in the UK for prescribing therapies. So if it doesn't pass nice, they set the boundaries for cost and um, effectiveness. just tell our dad made up that name in. So basically... (laughs) He's so chuffed they made up, let's make up that. That therapy is nice. (laughs) If it's effective and cost-effective, then it's in. Uh, If it's effective and costs too much, then it might not be recommended as therapy. So you might have a cure for cancer, but it's a million pounds a person. Well, yeah, that's sure that's a um, case well, But there yeah. are some alternative therapies recommended by NICE. So the Alexander Technique for Parkinson's, that's been recommended. And ginger and acupuncture for morning sickness. What's the Parkinson's one? I think I've heard of it before. The Alexander the Technique, one? it's usually back and yeah. posture, but I'm not exactly uh, sure. Right. Uh, oh, I may be thinking about the one where they... That they do. I don't think it's an injection, but they give you something and you're shaking, it's dramatically reduced in dopamine. Is it dopamine? From like awakenings. Yeah, for the numbers. Well, well, because we mentioned acupuncture, um, anybody had any acupuncture? I've stuck a needle in myself, I don't particularly like it. No, um, I haven't it's had it. Good for, the pets are not good for acupuncture. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Axon, anything like acupuncture? Uh, I've had dry needling before. If that's what you're, <laughs> if that's what you're setting me up good to talk about. Good segue. We're not talking about us. Dry needling, is that not what we do? Dry needling. So the, it's just rubbish. The idea is that you take these needles, which are actually very, very flexible, um. and you target specific points in the muscle, and you essentially stab the muscle and release the tension within the muscle. And I have had this done, and it was in the back of my shoulder. So just before you go with the therapy, why did you realise, how did you get to get the dry needling, and why did you realise your shoulder was wrong or not working properly? So it wasn't that it was just, it wasn't that it wasn't working properly, it was just tight. It was just tight and a bit achy. And uh, Mm. I, I was talking to a physio, 
who had done this course in dry needling. And wanted a guinea pig. <laughs> she said, well, if you want... I'll stab you. I'll, yeah, we'll try it. And <laughs> I, I just remember putting my arm, just resting my arm on the table, and she stands behind you, and she's kind of feeling whereabouts the tension is uh-huh. in the muscle. Yeah. She takes the needle, she stabs the, that part of your the muscle, Yeah. And then I remember just looking at my hand on the table and yeah. it was just twitching uncontrollably. Yeah. I had no conscious control over the movement of my arm. Yeah. And, you know, it hurts at the time, but then once it settles, it just releases all the tension. And you do legitimately feel the difference after it. Yeah. And did you research this before you went? You just went in the word of the physio and thought, right, we'll give this a go. I knew of it, but yeah. I hadn't looked into it in too much detail. But I, I was aware of it. Because that comes back it is to... different from acupuncture. Whether it's recommended and verified, like the cold yeah. water therapy, or whether there's a placebo effect. Like somebody's done something, so... Well, yeah, maybe... I guess, like, most things, uh, there's going to be a certain... Certain right. mental response to it as well. So let's swing back round to how important is it to have a therapy that genuinely works, as in there is a, a mode of action that does something, as opposed to something that cures you but isn't doing anything. It's just placebo. Does it, and does it matter? Does it, it matter? Mm-hmm. I guess that's the thing, isn't it? It's fundamentally, if it's effective for you, then it works. Yeah. That's. That's ultimately the aim for anybody that's in any form of discomfort or um, pain, uh, I guess, that's there. It might not be so for you don't, everybody. you don't think it's important to get to the underlying issues and say, well, actually, can we trick the brain that way? I think there's, I think there's an argument both ways, isn't there? I guess the, the and again, I stress we're not experts, we're just chatting. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess that's, that's the thing, isn't it? That some things will, people will always be sceptical of and... Uh, some things we don't, we can't fully explain why it, why it's effective, etc. I guess, uh, like, like the I cold think, water therapy, because yeah. that's what we're yeah, hanging indeed. this on, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's, that's right. And again, there's there can be arguments one way or another, but ultimately there are there are a lot of people that will swear by the benefits of it, and there'll be other people that will say that you know what, well, that's just not for me, or it's yeah. just not it's not something I can engage with, or that they just don't get the relief from it. Sometimes some people don't respond to particular medications yeah. in the way that they yeah. I think a lot of it comes down to your mental attitude to things. Sometimes if you think something's going to work and you do it, it will work. The placebo effect in action, I suppose. Um, if you go out of a walk and you, you think you'll feel better, you probably will feel better. Yeah. Um, Mind controls the body. And all yeah. That. If you believe that you are, that your brain's calm, then definitely it's calming down, isn't that? Do you think? Oh, you mean you're in terms of Darwin and not and yeah. having a calmer mind? If we go back to that whole thing, no? Um, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, but it does, I was looking at something the other day, it was, it was Bill Bailey, and he was talking about the British mindset. And it just made me laugh, because if you ask, like, an Australian, how you doing, <laughs> the response is, awesome, I'm doing Great. awesome. I'm how- awesome, you're awesome, we're all awesome. <laughs> how-, how was yesterday? Awesome. What's tomorrow going to be like? 
awesome. Oh God, that does my mind. <laughs> if you ask, here's so, a Scottish mentality if, kicking if, in. Yeah, if you that ask, does my mind. Take your positivity somewhere else. <laughs> if you oh. talk to somebody in the UK, you say, "So, how are you doing today?" They go, "Not too bad." Oh, qualified. <laughs> that's, that's a really sitting on the fence. <laughs> it could be worse. Things no, could be worse. That's the one. Not that's too one I bad. Use all the time. <laughs> worse. Could be worse. Or surviving. No, another one I've used before. As opposed to awesome. So I'm here in body but not in spirit. That's another one I've used before. So we probably should finish there on an awesome note or oh, being awesome. Because you Mr. are. Mr. Young, you feeling awesome today? Every day, I, okay, the light goes so Every day, all day, I am always awesome. Always. <laughs> Tell always. your face. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Fazai. Always awesome. Mr. Atkinson. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I'm you know great. what? I'm great. I am be awesome. awesome. I so you're beyond awesome. You're be awesome. I am awesome because you said that I may be right as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's going to keep on going. Right. We'll stop there. Thank you. Thanks.